Jody Viano, and this is A Cup of Joe. As a 50-something, multi-passionate woman, mom, author, and professional psychic, I have a lot to say about a lot of things. I may not have all the answers, or even half of the answers, but I can offer a perspective and maybe some insight that will help you along your way, or at the very least, entertain you. Hi friends, it's book release day. I am so excited. You know what? I actually can't believe that this day is here. This book took, oh my gosh, it was four years in the making. Sorry, I have a hair tickling my nose. And honestly, there were times when I almost gave up. I thought, what am I doing? Like, it's not supposed to be this hard. But I finished it. And I'm holding it in my hands. And now it's available all around the world for people to buy and read. Isn't that incredible? I mean, maybe it's not. Maybe maybe everyone listening to this and watching this, maybe you've all written your own book and you're like, yeah, no, it's no big deal. Get over it. But to me, it is a pretty big deal. First of all, don't mind all my sticky notes attached here. The cover. Oh my gosh. It's all black with a yellow sunflower. And the title of my book, Late Bloomer, is written on the stem in gold. I I think it's just so stunning. I love it so much. And I think it's a real eye catcher. And it's just so clean, you know, and it says my name on it, Jody Viano. It's got the little blurb on the back with a picture of me. I, like, it's an actual book. I'm just so good for me. I'm so proud of myself. I am such a procrastinator. And I think I mentioned this before, like my entire space is a shrine to my multi-passionate self. And all the things that I have learned and tried and done. And uh, yeah, now I can add my book to those things. It's just, it's incredible. And if you're watching this video, you know, my bookshelf is behind me. And yeah, my book has a nice place on that shelf. I just need a little sip of water. Hang on. Okay, excuse me. So let's talk about my book. Today's episode is all about my book, and I'm not going to apologize for it. So, what a lot of people ask me when I first announced that um, I wrote a book, a lot of people would ask me, you know, what made you want to do this? 
Um, I have always loved writing. I've always loved the written word. I just think it's magical. I, I've always been just so enamored with the way that spacing and punctuation and font can literally impact the mood and the, the way that we read a sentence in our heads. It totally can change the cadence of what we're reading and the natural rhythm of it. And I, I've just always loved it. I've always loved, you know, writing poetry or short stories, you know, being creative like that. And then as I've gotten older, I've been drawn more and more to writing nonfiction, to sharing my perspectives, my experiences, because you know, how many times when we are reading something, do we just go, oh my God, yeah, like you're talking, that's talking about me. That's written for me, about me. And I wanted to be able to connect with people in that same way. There's been so many times in my life when I have felt alone in whatever I was going through. And if I, in sharing my story and my experiences, can make someone else not feel like they're alone, then that's magical to me. Um, I actually, the last chapter of my book speaks to that quite, quite well, excuse me. And I thought I would read a few excerpts from my book. I mean, not a lot. I have a lot marked, but don't panic. I'm not going to read all of those. But here's a piece from the last chapter that speaks to what I was just saying. Here's the thing. As much as I am an open book, I'm also not. I've spent so much of my life feeling like I was alone and that I was the only person going through the shit I was going through. Oh, I know, everybody has their shit, but nobody was talking to, talking about it with me. Nobody's shit was similar to mine. I was already the odd one in my life, and add to that, my shit seemed to be different than the standard shit that those around me were experiencing. It would have meant a lot to know that I wasn't alone. Back in 2015, I submitted a piece that I wrote to an online publication. It got accepted. My first public exposure for my writing. It was a personal piece about my marriage ending and how life kept on. The number of comments, messages, and emails that I received after publishing that from people telling me that they finally felt seen and that they had felt the same things that I did was a game changer for me. Men, women, all thanking me for sharing and making them feel less alone. 
For as long as I could remember, that has been my quest, to share what I've gone through in the hopes of letting someone else know they aren't alone. So that's why I'm writing this. That's the basis of my spirituality and my work, maybe even my purpose. So there we go. That's why I wanted to write this story and why I write anything that I write. The next uh, question that I get, sorry, I need another sip of water. The next question that I get is how did this come about? And, you know, like I said, I've always loved writing. And I mean, it's always been a dream of mine to one day write a book, but never something that I actually put any stock in. And then one day I was in the shower and I heard my spirit guides clear as day say to me, you need to write a book and here's the title. And it, it was just so clear. It didn't leave me any doubt, but because I am a doubter and I do need to be smacked on the head with a frying pan a lot of times. I said to spirit right then, I said, okay, if this is what I'm supposed to do, then I need that message three times. So the one in the shower was the first one. Show me that same message that I'm supposed to write a book two more times and I will write a book. And sure enough, I received that message very clearly two more times. I think it was in the next one or two weeks that I received, you know, the next two confirmations. The first time I was watching a friend of mine um, do a tarot reading and she was reading Pisces, which is my sign. And she said right in it, she said, I think someone watching this is supposed to write a book. And I burst out laughing. I was like, oh my God. Okay. Thanks spirit. I get it. Okay. One more time. And then I'll believe you. I'll do this. And then it was a few days later, I received an email from some mailing list that I had subscribed to. And in the subject line, it said, do you have a book in you? And I was like, okay, got it. I got it. I hear you loud and clear. And so I, that's, I started, I I took it seriously. I listened and I took the steps that day to start writing my book. And That was the end of, I think that was the end of 2018 or maybe the beginning of 2019. And 
I, I, I started writing, I started sitting down and writing my book in 2019, the beginning of 2019. And I knew it, I wanted it to be about how my life had changed and how I had become more aware of me since the ending of my marriage. So the book ends up covering a span of a decade from when my marriage ended to 10 years later. And it talks about, oh my gosh, all the crazy things that that happen when your marriage ends, when a, when a big relationship, when a big part of your life and how you've defined yourself for a long time, how, how life changes when that's gone. And even though the specifics of my story are you know, exclusive to me, the underlying feeling and messages of the experiences, I think many people can relate to, men and women. And so it is my hope in this book that people who read it do see themselves you know, in the underlying messages of the different stories and that they feel less alone, that they feel like, wow, okay, I I thought I was the only one who felt that way. And instead of that and feeling like they were alone and nobody understands them, that they can then go, wow, okay, I'm not alone. There are people out there that feel just like I do and that went through things just like I did. And I mean, it's a lot can happen in 10 years. (laughs) A lot did happen in 10 years. There, you know, I talk about everything from my first introduction to online dating to, uh, you know, the relationships that I had, the first relationships outside of my marriage. Um, I talk about my, my relationship with my, my inner child. I talk about my relationship with my children and how we grew through this together. You know, at in 2019 I went through open heart surgery. I talk about that and and how that impacted my life. And then I talk a little bit about my my spiritual self. People might be surprised, people who know me professionally might be surprised at how little my spirituality is talked about in this book. 
It's not a book about spirituality. It's not a how-to. It's not a spiritual handbook of sorts. God knows there's enough of those out there. This is this is just a real book about real life. Um I was nervous writing it because even though these are this is my story and I have every right to tell my story in my words it still involves other people and I mean I don't mention any names in it um but people who know me will know or have a pretty good guess as to who I am speaking about in this book and that's that was something that I wasn't anticipating in writing this book is you know the there's that line that you have to walk in between speaking your truth, speaking my truth, and being mindful of the feelings of the other people. I actually have, I marked a spot about it here. Um, give me one moment as I sift through this. I talk a lot about love. I love love. Okay. Um, Okay. Oh, also, I wanted to say this book is written in three different fonts. There's the main font the storytelling font. There is one that's bold and italicized. That is the voice of my ego self. Our ego voice is um, usually the voice that makes us question everything. Like, are you sure you want to do that? People are going to talk about you. That's pretty embarrassing. You know, that kind of thing. We all have this voice. And then there's a font that's a script font, that's my higher self. That's the voice that is compassionate, that is um, honest, that is caring, that is real. So in one part of this book, my higher self, actually, I'm going to read the part, my ego voice first. This is at the end of a chapter where I'm talking about my own divorce and how it just brought back so much for me of my parents' divorce and how that impacted how I navigated through that with my own children. So in my ego 
self font. I say, wow, that was a lot. I knew you were carrying that still, but I don't think I knew how heavy it was. For what it's worth, I'm proud of you. You've been so afraid of hurting people with this, but this is your story. This is your truth. You're allowed to tell it. Think of the people who could be encouraged to share theirs after reading this. Well, I hope that at least someone is. (laughs) Ew, you're getting a lot of crying fluids on the keyboard. Don't use your shirt. Ugh. Okay, let's keep going. (laughs) So that's our ego voice. Then I answer to that in my higher self voice. Here's what you don't really consider, or at least I didn't, when you sit down to write a book about your own life and experiences. There are other people involved in these things. I'll be honest, I struggled with writing this very personal stuff. I was afraid of upsetting my parents. It took me a long time to see that, in doing that, I was minimizing my own feelings, censoring my own story for the comfort of someone else. For everyone reading this, if you made it this far, your feelings matter. You are allowed to tell your story, period. And that's, I mean, that's, that's, every word of that is the truth. You don't, I didn't think about that part of it until I was in it, until I was writing it. And I was like, God, this is, this is my story. This is important to me and an important part of how I got to be this version of me now. How do I tell this and not and honor everybody else. And honestly, it gets to a point where you have to honor yourself first. We are allowed to tell our story. It doesn't mean, you know, and of course there are books that are tell-alls that that name names and all that. That that's neither more right or more wrong, but that's that person's story and the way that they feel compelled to tell it. And once I came to terms with that and gave myself permission for that, then it became easier for me to navigate how I was going to share my stories and my experiences throughout the book. So that was an interesting part of it. And also the part where my ego self is saying, you know, ew, you're getting crying fluids on the keyboard. Listen, there were many times when I was writing this book that I was just sobbing, that I was ugly crying. There was a lot, you know, putting things into words and down on to paper or on the screen, whatever, really, you're really sitting in it when you're doing that. And it brings up all kinds of feelings. There were times when I laughed out loud. 
There were times when I literally had to stop because I was crying so hard. There are still parts of the book, I and I've read it, you know, between proofreading and editing and everything. I have read this book so many times and there are still parts of it where I cry when I read it and I lived it. So it's a very, it's an interesting, like I didn't think about that part of it when I sat down to write a book. I didn't consider because I thought, well, I'm just, I guess I felt like it was going to be more clinical and I would just be like being matter of fact about it. But I am very emotional and emotive in my writing. I like to paint a picture with my words. You know, that's part of what I was saying at the beginning. That's why I love words so much and the written words so much is because we can paint a picture. So yeah, I I also didn't anticipate the emotion that I would go through as I was writing this. And it's also a lot of you know, stepping into the past, stepping into moments that, you know, you don't regularly step into anymore because this is, you know, 10 years ago, 12 years ago. And I I don't spend a lot of time going back to that moment in time. And when you're writing, that's literally what you have to do. You have to put yourself in that moment and relive it. And I I don't know, it was naive of me to not even consider that part of it. But it was also really cathartic and healing. And it allowed me to give those moments a lot of grace. And it gave you know, there's something really healing about taking control of the narrative of certain parts of your life, literally, and choosing the right words and going back over and reading them and thinking, no, I don't like that tone. You know, that, that sounds a little too angry or that sounds a little judgy or no, I'm not being honest enough with that. And it was really therapeutic and cathartic working through a lot of it. And there was a lot, I wrote it and then I went back and I rewrote it. I started this book four different times, exploring with different voices and different tones different perspectives until this was, this was the first one that I tried. And then I ended up back at this one, this, this tone, this, I don't know, the style, I guess. Um, and when you write it and then you go back and read it and then maybe you rewrite it, 
and you reread it, it gives you a lot of opportunity to work through those feelings that maybe you didn't work through when you were going through them in real time. So yeah, this book was really unexpected in a lot of ways to me. The the healing, the understanding, the perspective. I didn't expect all of that. And I, I still think that every time I read it, I learn something new about myself or the experience. And so it's done and it's out in the world. And, you know, I'm, I'm nervous. I've always been scared of being judged. I have a huge fear of rejection. But I'm really proud of it. I'm really proud of this book. It's it's a lot of information without being too much information. And I mean, I'm going to be honest. There is a chapter in there that might make some people clutch their pearls and they might, you know, be totally disgusted with me. But it's a part of my story. It's an important part of the 10 years that I'm writing about. And some people might read it and go, ugh, you know, what a stupid book. Some people might read it and be like, oh, wow, like I didn't know that about Jody." I, I hope that for the people who know me, when they read the book, I hope they get to know me. They feel like they know me a little bit more. And I hope for people who don't know me, that A, they get to know a little bit about me, and B, that they see themselves on these pages. I'm not going to kid myself and say that I hope everyone loves it. I do hope everyone loves it. I know that not everyone will. That's impossible. I'm sure that there will be people who will buy and read this book just to see if they're in it. You know, oh, did she talk about me? Um, and, you know, that the haters will will love to to read it and, you know, have their opinions about it. That's okay. I expect all of that. But the bottom line is I wrote a book. This is my story. This is just a part of my story. I'm 52. This is 10 years of my life. And I mean, who knows? Maybe I've got 10 more books in me. I don't know. I do know this isn't going to be my last book. I I learned a lot about the process and everything while doing this. I I loved it. I loved all of it. Even though there were times when I thought I would never finish it, 
I, I really loved it. And listen, it takes a lot of discipline. If you're thinking about writing a book, first of all, do it. Second of all, it takes a lot of discipline. Give yourself grace. And third of all, don't let anyone tell you that your story isn't worth sharing. There will be someone who needs to hear your story. I hope there's someone who needs to hear mine. And I mean, I could go on and on and on. I really could. I I bookmarked a million things. I guess I just want you to buy it and read it for yourself. It's, I hope it makes you laugh. It might make you cry. Like I said, it might make you clutch your pearls. But I, I hope you enjoy it. This is a true labor of love for me. And now it's out there. I, I remember someone saying once, I can't remember who, but once you write a book, it's out there for the rest of time. It becomes a part of history. And so now I've put something out into the world that will always be there. How amazing is that? So yeah, if this is you, if you feel like you've got a book in you, I, listen, I'll be the one to stand here and cheer you on. Don't hesitate to email me and and tell me how you want to write a book or whatever. I welcome your feedback about this book, Late Bloomer. Be kind, please. I am just a girl who wrote a book who's standing here asking you to love it. Um, Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for buying my book. If you haven't, please go get it. You can get it anywhere books are sold. I love you to pieces. Thank you for being here. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out my website at spiritualcoffee.ca. And you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook. To send me questions or topics you'd like me to feature, email me at a cup of joe podcast at outlook.com. <laughs>